Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome into DC On Screen, your guide to the DC Universe on film and television. It is our weekly DC TV news episode. If it's been released, we will get super spoilery on it. I am your host, David C. Robertson. And this, the guy I couldn't think of another joke for, Jason Goss. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't just um, literally, no. Nah. I was going to come up with another joke, but I was like, no, nah, eh. <laughs> but in the spirit of Candor this week. Right. Right. Um, you know what? We should write something, some sort of a fantasy epic where there's like a place called Candor where everyone just tells the exact truth all the time. Oh, uh, just... <laughs> they, they did that. It was Ricky Gervais had a movie called The Invention of Lying that is yeah, but they did, it wasn't a fantasy world. Yeah, absolutely a great movie. But it wasn't, they didn't have like a town called Candor. No. Like full of like big men who just like speak candidly yeah. all the time. That would just be amazing. Yeah. And it would just, I imagine, and I'm sorry, we're going to have to go jump back to Marvel. I imagine a town full of Drax. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about right, actually. So anyway, this is our DC TV episode. We're going to do like television news now. Um, we're going to start off with Gotham. We've talked before, but I actually have a real quote in here. Uh, people are still you know, bitching and moaning about this uh, penguin being gay thing. And at the Rhode Island Comic Con, Robin Lord Taylor said that he's not gay. He says, so this is why I say he's not gay. I find him to be a very emotionally fractured person, emotionally vulnerable. And after the loss of both his mother and his father, coincidentally both dying in his arms, the only people he ever loved and trusted, the person who was there, who gave him respect and really there for him, was Edward Nigma. And I truly believe that had it been Barbara or Tabitha or Butch, yes, Butch, I believe that if it had been anyone else that had been there in that time, in that same capacity, that he had that connection with, regardless if they were male or female, he would have had the same obsession with. He says, I also want to address the people who say I have no problem with him being gay or queer or anything. I just have a problem with you guys changing or altering the canon. I have to say that's a bunch of horseshit. You can't say that to, you can't say that to me if you didn't have the same amount of consternation about Batman 89 where the Joker killed Batman's parents. That is a total departure from the canon characters. You can't mm-hmm. tell me unless you were just as upset that in our own show we had Batman and Catwoman growing up together running around Gotham City. If you weren't equally upset about that, which is changing canon characters, but you come to me and say I'm okay with you being queer, but I'm upset you're changing a canon character. What you're saying to me is I'm homophobic. And I am afraid of gay people <laughs> and queer people. <laughs> oh, well put. <laughs> That's exactly what you're saying. So everyone should really check themselves, check their privileges, and check their prejudice, uh, I would say. Um, and something else he mentioned before in a similar rant, he said, you know, <laughs> you know, in the comics, he wasn't raised by a pack of penguins. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, That's... Uh... <laughs> That's that's true. That's just true. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so I guess I can have a problem with him being gay because I had a problem with all those things he mentioned. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you pass the litmus test of like, you changed right. source, I guess. In theory, you're qualified, but then still, eh, why, man? 
Yeah. You know what? I When I was growing up, I did have... And, you know, some of those are just stupid. The pack of penguins thing is just stupid. Joker killing the Batman's parents, that's just stupid. Um, <laughs> I don't mind shit being changed, though. I really don't. Yeah. And I don't mind him uh, being in love with Ed here. I think it's interesting, and uh, I, I just hope it keeps going in an interesting way. I'm, you know... What, it's this a television ra- show this... that I want to tune into every week. My primary interest is that it remains interesting. Right. So, that's you it. know, I... The the Isabella uh, fold has not been as interesting as I was hoping it would be. As soon as she showed up, um, you 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 had so many hopes, you had so many dreams, but I oh dear, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so on to Supergirl. Uh, Kevin Smith just rapped on Supergirl, and he gave everyone a rap gift. It was a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> uh, and he got what's the guy's name? I just had it sitting right here. Jeff Quigley. There you go. Uh, he says, uh, drawn by always, by the always amazing Jeff Quigley, uh, we cribbed the most iconic Supergirl image in comics history. Superman holding his fallen cousin on the cover of Crisis on Infinite Earths, but standing in for the Man of Steel is the Man of Shh himself, Silent Bob. Um, so is Silent Bob holding Supergirl like, from Crisis on Infinite Earths. I would kill for a shirt like that. That's awesome. Oh, it, um, it might be available. He said. He then said, "Hopefully this image soon and see if it's available." Right. Hopefully this image isn't a prognosticator of my episode somehow killing the show I love. (laughs) (laughs) He says, "Now having worked, now having worked on on both Supergirl and the Flash, I can equate the experience to making both a SFX extravaganza and an indie flick at the same time. You have the talent and tools of a big budget movie, but the." time of a low budget flick most of the folks who work on these shows come from feature films and do work you would normally see in feature films but do it in only eight days if there's any bad about supergirl lives it's entirely mine because the cast and crew made a fantastic episode i know this not only because i was there watching when they did it but also because i've already peeped some of the scenes our editor barbara cut together this thank you shirt is the latest uh, sorry is the least i can do for the folks who made me look like i might be good at my job um and he they he actually posted a video of him on set like showing how Supergirl flies and yeah. I don't know why but I just I was remembering like shots I'd seen in the 90s from Lois and Clark and that's just what I always had in my mind when I would see like Supergirl fly I was just like oh that's what they that's the kind of rig they got her on not not no not it's not it's anymore not. like it's really like surprisingly that, that's, a, that's a different you know, kind of rig entirely Shit has changed. It used guys. to just be like green strings and a and a very uncomfortable harness that snuck mm-hmm. in between your uh in, in your wardrobe cracks. Well, but which she's got a really uncomfortable just harness. Being he... like blown with a giant fan. That part's probably still about right. Yeah, they still got the vl- the giant fan. She's still got the harness on underneath the, an incredibly tight harness on underneath the costume. It's just more elegant in the video than it than it um, Yeah. But it looks like they've got her like on a gimbal, and they've got a guy with like a wheel that he's like, head to toe. Like Kevin Smith calls him Green Condom Man, but he <laughs> yeah. just he's, he's in head to toe green screen. Yeah, and he can turn the the green gimbal and move her around, and this is really cool. And uh, I don't know, I was impressed by seeing it, and uh, looked like a lot of fun. I actually am really gonna get a kick out of it when I watch this episode. Um, mm-hmm. when it, there's a moment that it's like the they show like four different takes of her doing. I think it's four different takes of her doing this thing. And there's a yeah. moment where like on the third take, they, they have an idea that they're going to just going to, why don't we just like shoot this in? We can like, uh, you know, put it in with the other scene. And like, they, you know, they're just hashing it out a little bit. Like mm-hmm. what can we do? And if they end up keeping it, it's, I kind of saw it and thought, Oh man, that's, that's the take. And I'm going to really get a kick out of it. Actually, if I watch it and go, yep, that's the one I saw. Yeah. 
or very or at least very similar. But yeah, it looked cool. I, I look forward to seeing his episode. I already was though. So. <laughs> we've we've described um, now. We're just Supergirl fans. So, and I'm a Kevin Smith fan. I, I think you are too. Oh yeah, if I remember correctly. Oh, um, correctly. <laughs> so the Entertainment Weekly, the Entertainment. I'm like an old man. They, the Entertainment Weekly there. Uh, Entertainment Weekly put out a uh, or is putting out a magazine. I can I don't know if it's still if they just yet put things not, out now. Anyway, they put out a magazine uh, about the crossover, the big CW crossover, and on the cover you see. Uh, Oliver with his arms around Barry and Kara, and people are like, "Wait a minute, it's a four, it's a four-way crossover. You got the Legends of Tomorrow. Where the hell are the Legends?" If you actually look close in the in the eye of the E in Entertainment Weekly, there is a tiny atom. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the way, the uh, the enclosure. In the lowercase e is called an I. So if anyone ever tells you there's no I in team, you tell them to go sodomize themselves because they're wrong. <laughs> but that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, I've got to give EW points. They're going to get the subtlety award this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, if you go to the Entertainment Weekly site, there's a behind the scenes video. Is fun. Not a lot of. Um, there's honestly not a lot to. Uh, a lot of scoop there. They're doing like they're they're showing the behind the scenes of their photo shoot. There there's actually there's a picture that they did with um it's Barry and Kara sitting on a couch playing video games. Uh White Canary <laughs> is reading an invasion comic, one of the old invasion comics. I can't tell what Oliver's reading, but he's looking very, very serious and reading a book. And um uh, yeah. Ray is sitting over his shoulder looking that down. That guy could be reading. reading like a Calvin and Hobbes anthology and still look serious. Right. Um now, during the behind-the-scenes video, though, we actually see them doing different things as they're having their picture taken, joking around and stuff. And um, one of the things Ray is doing is picking up a cheese curl and putting what appears to be a tiny Adam action figure up next to it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But, um, there are other pictures, though. There are some that are just very obviously like, here's the thing in the cover. You know, different versions of the cover shoot. Um with Barry Oliver and Supergirl. Um, but there are shots from the episode. The episode's coming up. Uh, a shot of Flash and Arrow behind a wall. It looks like they're hiding from Spartan. Um, I've seen that. There was, oddly, a picture of Sarah and Laurel at what appeared to be like in a room, in a dressing room before a wedding. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Uh, it. Yeah, actually. You're right. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's just time, that's time travel. Like, Sarah needs to go back and talk to Laura. I don't know why she's dressed up for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. A great shot of Cisco meeting Supergirl. It looks exactly like I thought it would. That with one, Cisco yeah, with a big Cisco's, shit-eating grin on yes, his face. That's the one that really excited me. Was, um, <laughs> oh, Cisco gets to meet Supergirl. Yeah. Um, did you see, did you happen to catch Supergirl game night? I don't know if I actually sent this to you or not. No, but I didn't catch that. They they did a Supergirl game. It was just the cast. Like, it was... Um, it was just Melissa Benoist, uh, Kyler Lee, and Mackay Brooks, and what's the guy's name that plays Win? I don't ever remember his name for God, some reason. I can't but, remember his name. Sorry, dude. I'm sorry, dude. One of my favorite characters on the show. And we but still I, I we're, can't we're remember. that terrible. Yep. Um, anyway, so, but they were doing this the, the 3D video capture, and they were playing that game where they hold up a card on their forehead, and everyone tries to get you to guess what mm-hmm. the card says. Mm-hmm. They're just playing that for about two minutes, roughly. And it was fun. 
And but it was like it's the three it's a uh, 3D 360 video. So every time you watch it, you can go and look at a different person and see what their reactions are. You can have several. You can watch several different videos within that like two minutes because you can literally just like interact with the video and scroll around the room and see their all their surroundings and everyone and what they're doing. That's just fantastic. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm starting to fall in love with those kinds of videos, uh, mostly because the other day I had like a, a revolutionary moment in my life where I, I looked and somebody had posted something about NASA and I looked and it was one of those. They did that. Mm-hmm. I, I looked on my phone and got a, a, a complete, I was on Mars. Mm-hmm. That's that's a real thing. Just check out what NASA's up to now. The, 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 the new device they've got hanging out on there, I can't remember its name, um, just has a full panoramic video of mars you just want to know what it'd be like to hang out on mars just go check that out isn't that badass oh my gosh i I just yeah i remember physically turning devices to change channels on a television mm-hmm. um jesus i mean i remember a couple years ago they were like hey we're doing this now on conan and like while they're recording the show you could actually just like log onto the app and get like a 360 view of everything you oh, can just see cool. conan yeah, like you're watching the studio audience, like from like behind Conan. It's really cool. And you're like, he's, um, anyway. he's tall and orange from every angle. Interesting. <laughs> you know, uh, the other day I actually uh, I was talking to my girlfriend, and she was talking about the guy that she she kept calling him Ralph Mouth from Happy Days. She was talking about an episode of The Odd Couple where they were honoring um, uh, Gary Marshall mm-hmm. because he'd play he played um, Matthew Perry's characters. Oscar's character's dad on the show. And, um, but they had somehow gotten in like someone from like every Gary Marshall show into the episode. And she was saying that Ralph Mouth showed up. And, um, I was like, oh, yeah, Dan, uh, Donnie Most. And she's like, yeah, I couldn't remember. I was like, the only reason I even remember who Donnie Most is is because early on when Conan started doing Late Night with Conan O'Brien, he would constantly make jokes that people would just like wake up in the middle of the night and having fallen asleep during the tonight show would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, why does Ralph Matt, why does Donnie most have a, a talk show? <laughs> 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 Sorry. That was an aside that had nothing to do with anything. No, anyway, moving like, on. Our love for Conan just dragged us. <laughs> and yeah, the weird I, I Mars thing. Conan. That's awesome. Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. Great things. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Back to terrestrial television. Yes. Supergirl Heroes vs. Aliens trailer. They did like a little crossover trailer. All it did was show Supergirl being introduced to the Air- to the Legends and to Arrow and mm-hmm. Team Arrow. And um, and then it cuts to Felicity going, best team up ever! And that's all they showed. And it was enough to make me excited. Yep. But I wanted more. Yep. Um, You'll get more in like <laughs> three weeks. But better. Two weeks? So two weeks. I think it's two weeks from when we're doing this right now. I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. Um, <laughs> you just want to watch. <laughs> More power to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there is a there is a terrible rumor going around. <laughs> going around it's a theory more than anything really it's not a rumor they're not saying they've heard anything but someone the jackasses pointed out <laughs> uh that joe west joe might might die in the crossover and the reason that they're calling it the uh the glenn theory <laughs> because in the comics in the comics in the in the uh in the invasion crossover robert west or rudy west uh, the father of Wally West in the comics, uh, sacrifices himself. Like he blows up a thing, detonates a thing to kill the aliens and to save his son, but he doesn't make it out alive. They're saying they might actually do that with Joe. 
All right. All right. Um, don't get me wrong. That would be one of the best scenes I've I've actually witnessed in a while. But would it be worth losing Joe? But don't do that to me, man. And, you know, I thought about it, and I was like, damn it. I, I was like, no, they're not going to do that. And then I thought about it, and I was like, wait a minute. No, that might They've made several points over thing. the last few episodes. They've made several points over the last few episodes of showing different characters, giving out Joe, doling out Joe, Joe wisdom, and they've been hanging a lantern on that. Mm-hmm. Then they've also introduced a possible love interest for him. That's actually one of the but reasons his time, I, I would think they wouldn't pull that card on me, is they, they introduced no, his love interest. No, I, you know. I think they, I think they might because they're fleshing him out a little bit, and sh- but also showing that everybody else has already got enough of Joe in them to carry on the heart of the show. Yeah, because Joe gonna, is. They're just going to the wrap heart of the his show. big caring arms around the show and then and then take him away. Yeah, that's a real thing that happens. So I'm a little worried. Like looking at the at the <laughs> at the evidence, I'm a little like, oh man, oh shit, that could that could happen. Don't do this. Don't. I, and and. Yeah, it'll be good television, and I'm sure he will do a fantastic job. And I will, I, I will, I, I'll sob like a child has lost its balloon. And look, man, they've got to make us cry. And what we've already lost, we've already lost uh, Nora. We've lost Henry. I mean, what, what else do we have? It's really been rough going. <laughs> we, we've, you know, they've, they've milked the cow on Nora, man. Like we've seen yeah. her die like four times and come back and, and die again, and just. <laughs> They can't do that. Um, it's going to be rough, man. Yeah, it might happen. Yeah, so be prepared, guys. <laughs> I'm already you know, getting teary. I, I, I got to say this, though. In a way, though, won't it be kind of weak a little bit, or is it going to be stronger? What do you think? If if they do it like the the Glenn, uh, what do you call it? The Glenn Theory? The, the Glenn Theory. Yeah. Whatever, the Glenn whatever his last name is, Theory. I don't remember his <laughs> last name. <laughs> if, if that's how it works out, are we going to do a four-episode crossover where... Uh-huh. Like some human on episode number two is the guy that mm-hmm. saves the day. Like, because you just brought all these people. Uh, have you seen the power shot on on Legend of Tomorrow? Uh, probably. It's a power shot. I mean, it's it's like the one we geeked out over last year. We're like, oh my god, both hawks and everything else. Um, <laughs> that sounds right. I don't remember it, but that sounds right. We 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 we, we kind of felt like it. The first time you see it, you know, your jaw drops. Oh my god. All of these people are in the same room. This is fantastic. Right. And sure enough, in the shot that I've seen, it's 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 uh, Oliver leading the crew. And come on, come on. Who who else mm-hmm. here? It, who is the most tactical person in this crew? Yeah, yeah. I don't care how many powers you have. Let Oliver tell you what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know the funny part? It, looking into it, I think that's Lance. Uh, if I remember, it's Lance standing to his uh, to his left. Mm-hmm. So whatever going whatever we're going through with him, I think they're maybe still in tact in in a, in a few weeks yeah yeah you screwed up we know he's not prometheus um. <laughs> <laughs> take that shoe <laughs> anyway great power shot though and do you want like even if it's joe do you want just some human to be the guy who actually saves the day after all that or do you want the triumphant all the powers coming together scene well you know in the comic he didn't save the day necessarily he just saved a couple of hours. You know what I mean? Like he oh, wasn't, he like, bought some time. He okay. didn't like, yeah, he bought time. Yeah. And sacrificed himself so they could get to another point. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, moving on a little bit here, uh, entertainment weekly talked to Greg Berlanti. Um, there was a question asked from listeners is what they were doing. And, uh, on when we'll see, uh, Savitar. And he says, you'll see the God of motion much sooner than the mid mid season finale. People will have seen him before the crossovers, Berlanti reveals. Um, he appears in episodes six and seven 
But if a scoop, if a scoop on the mid-season finale is what you're after, you'll find out who Alchemy is. That's awesome. <laughs> so same, same, uh, same article on uh, Entertainment Weekly. They, uh, someone named Kylie asks uh, Mark Guggenheim, "Could you provide any info on the hundredth episode of Arrow?" Um, he says the hundredth episode is truly a love letter to the fans. It feels like the hundredth issue of a comic book, that perhaps even doing. more just, so like <clears throat> film yeah. viewers, perhaps even more so than the hundredth episode of a television show. And, uh, the EW guy, whoever's in charge over there, whoever's doing the interview says, just a note, Glenn died in the hundredth issue of the walking dead. <laughs> so that comment, that comment has me a little worried. Guggenheim says, you know me, I always want everyone worried. <laughs> so yep the googs has given and he has taken <laughs> the googs she do take a bite don't she she do take a bite i'm i still haven't forgiven him for the green lantern shit <laughs> i know you haven't buddy you know someone was pointing out that like the the little box the little ring box or whatever that uh damien dark was trying to get a hold of and legends of tomorrow was probably alan scott's ring <laughs> so I, I, I don't know Alan Scott Green Lantern was supernaturally based. That's all I'm saying. That it makes sense. Yeah, but he had he needed the lantern primarily. I thought. I mean, the ring was supernatural. I don't. Yeah, he did have that lantern, didn't he? I thought the lantern with him was more primary than the the ring itself. That might be a case against it. I, I forgot about that. Of course, you know Alan Scott changed his, the source of his powers a couple of times. I think too. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I don't think Oa had any issues against wood. That. I- <laughs> <laughs> But, you no, know, I don't know. Substance makes things. We build things. So we can hobby Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're talking about the Golden Age, guys. I can't remember everything. I'm sorry. God, no. I'm so sorry. I'm not Jeff Johns. And you know what? If, if he's being honest with himself, he probably forgot some shit, too. It, it, like, if we could, we'd be employed by these people. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, so, uh, Stephen Amell was disappointed in Arrow Season 4, they're saying. Oh, Stephen Amell said. Um, <laughs> oh, the headlines there's said, a l- finally admitting. Yeah. Right. Uh, he says, there's a lull in any relationship where you come to a come to Jesus moment, and that happened to me in season four. We are on a, we are a street-level crime-fighting show. We're at our best when we're focused on those things. He says, we're either going to do what we do and do it well, or it's the last year. If we find the magic formula, which is not magic, it's just hard work and playing to your strengths, then the show could go on for a really long time. I do really believe that this season is sort of a throw down the gauntlet year for us where we're either going to do what we do and do it well, or it's the last year. Now he doesn't have any say over whether it's the last year, really. I mean, I guess he could leave the show. Well, it'd probably cost um, him a shit ton of money. It probably would. But anyway, uh, speaking of Stephen Amell being kind of a badass, though, um, he got headbutted by some nut bar fan. Awesome. <laughs> uh, he actually posted a picture. He had like a cut on his nose and like a, Look like it was about to blossom into a into a black eye. He says, "Dude came up to me yesterday, head butts me hard out of nowhere. Then says, I want to fight the Green Arrow." That's I pa- I paused, looked at looked at him, shook his hand, and said, "No, thank you, because I'm a father and a husband. Pretty manly, if you ask me." <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Oh man, I, that's a pretty that's a pretty great response, honestly. Right. Got to got to stand behind him. I so did that. Was the guy's rebuttal a rebuttal? Yeah, apparently that was fine. Like he just he shook the guy's hand. Was like, oh okay, <laughs> a rebuttal for his head buttle. Yeah, and if it, and you know 
if I was a played a superhero on a TV show and I was that jacked, you know, and new choreography and shit, and some random fan ran up to me and like headbutted me and said he wanted to fight me, before he was finished with the sen- the sentence, his jugular would have been opened. <laughs> oh, if only. Precisely because if I was like Stephen Amell and I was a husband and a father, I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. This is clearly self defense. You came up and headbutted me, dude, out of nowhere. I have every right to slash your jugular open. <laughs> Probably not every. And right, that would but... have pretty much done it for the show. Yeah, it would have been bad. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, never employ me is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah. We've made that point very clear, though. That's not... It, it, yeah. If it happens, it's not on us. Yeah. I don't know if it would have been instinct or not, though. Like, it, I, I think it would have just been, like, whatever I did, it would probably be on instinct. Um, You know, I, I just, I can't imagine just trying to put it, my hand out there, like, please shake my hand and don't crush it. <laughs> don't yeah. shove a knife through it, please. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to actually envision that now. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, like, ugh. Um, Everyone be nice. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Josh Segarra uh, revealed what is exciting to him about playing Vigilante. He says, when I watch something that's based off of literature, I'm excited to see the parts that I imagined in my head. So when I started reading Vigilante comics, there were little parts where I was like, oh, I hope I get to do this. I hope I get to go down this road. And so far, I'm getting to do a lot of those things. He says, the biggest question that I have for myself as an actor is why does this person become the person they are? So what's going to be hard is that in the middle of the season, I get to introduce Vigilante. So now I'm getting to tell that backstory and we get to tell the biggest pieces and get to show him becoming who he is before episode seven. I hope he's in more than episode seven. Oh, God, yeah. As Vigilante. They've set him up to Um, be a substantial part of this series. Surely they're not just going to cut him out. And the pictures of him look phenomenal. He looks great. Yeah, he really does. He really does. And there's even like this with the the the, the mask. It it kind of alludes to like that ski goggle kind of thing he had going on. Uh huh. But it doesn't look so lame. Right. <laughs> it has kind of the shapeish, but that's it, it, not right. stupid. Anyway, uh, Legends of Tomorrow got four more episodes for season two. Oh, all right. So yeah. that brings it goes from thirteen to seventeen episodes. That's exciting. Um. Like I said uh, on the DCEU podcast that we just did, Justice League Action, they released three new clips. I thought they were amazing. <laughs> oh, they, they were pretty great. There was like something to love in each one of the clips there. Uh-huh. Um, it, the, the Joker was just funny. Just straight up funny. By the way, the the page I saw, the, the clips were not linked to the right actual footage. So don't be confused if, oh, yeah. if there's some, some mismatch there. Um. And, and two of them, though, it was just Batman that really got to me. Where one of them, it's just, it, it's just Batman saying, I don't like this. I think it was. Yeah, that was in the Toy Man. Yeah. Let's play a game. That's about right. And the other one, though, is uh, there's this nice shot of uh, like this ridiculous, absolutely stupid Kronos. Uh, it sounded like he was voiced by Mark Hamill, too. It really might have been. Um, and it, it was just an over-the-top stupid version of this guy. <laughs> and like there's nothing to take seriously about this character but he does he like in the in the course of the episode he's got this or this little snippet he's got this power to, like see a second in the future so so batman throws down fog mm-hmm. and i just what does he say like what's what's wrong chronos or what's the problem chronos or something 
I don't. I forget the exact line, that. but like after he throws down the uh, after he throws down the the the, the smoke and and smokes the room, he, he has some line similar to that, and he does it in this absolutely perfect Kevin Conroy mm-hmm. fucking god damn it that's my bat kind of voice. Mm-hmm. I was thrilled. Like he really is. He's just playing the character like he always has, pretty much. Yeah, he's he's and... like a little bit of here and there that's a little different, but it's just pretty much. Kevin Conroy doing the the thing you've loved him doing for for so long. Same mm-hmm. with the Joker. He's just having some fun with it, but it's pretty much what you thought it was going to be. Dude, he electrocuted Mongol. Yes, and looked positively devilish while doing it. But then, like that, like when Mongol's fine, he's like just that look mm. he gives, man. Like this is oh my gosh, it was great. Anyone and I love autographs. I'll be in my dressing room. And I love that Superman like was there to save him outside of the of the uh, airlock that Mongol was throwing him out of. But he caught him by the face. Yeah. Like, all you see is the, <laughs> the back of his head with, like, all the hair sprawled through it. But still, before that, I, the, the part that made me laugh was, please be enemies. <laughs> please be enemies. Please be enemies. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah. A lot of fun. Even um, the Blue Beetle, uh, uh, you will remember my name. You know? Yep. Good stuff. This is going to be one so, of those shows um, that it, I, it's going to be a little childish. Not, I mean, seriously, it's going to be a little childish. Yeah. And like I was saying, like, I've seen a lot of people already bitching about that. People, like, lots of those little angry faces, little angry emojis on Facebook. I'm sorry, though. Brave and the Bold's over. That, like, the middle ground where it was a little childish, but still kind of really impressively adult sometimes. I Mm -hmm. I think that was a, that's come and gone. We're not, we're not, that's not happening again. I don't think so. I don't really think so. Like, looking at this, that's what it feels like. That's what. It might, it might, it might get there sometimes. But to me, this feels like they crossed Justice League Unlimited with Brave and the Bold. That's what it feels like with a little bit of Teen Titan Go in it. <laughs> it's the little bit of Teen Titan Go, though, in it that, that it makes you kind of, all right, when you hear Chrono say, I'll get you yet, you know, come on. That's, that's not, yeah. even in Brave and the Bold, we would have rolled our eyes. Even in Brave of the Bold, but at the same time, I mean, you look back at Batman the Animated Series, you have this they, the wonderful uh, Condiment King. Oh, Condiment and every, King. Yeah. And just Batman, just like, what, is, what the hell is this? You know, like just like the way there Conroy were, reacts yeah, to all of this is amazing. Like that, but BTS always took itself seriously. And this, this episode, or this show is, is not no, going to take itself seriously. And that's for the better, probably, for this show. BTS. BTAS did not always take itself seriously. They knew where to throw those non-serious beats. This is a is an expansion on that idea, like the comedy and the action. I'm down with it. It looks a lot. It looks like a lot of fun, especially with Batman being played pretty much the exact same way that he he was in BTAS, because Conroy's straight man really does just just make this shit shine. Yeah, you can do something um, with that. But it, it, the show itself, like, treated itself like a show. It didn't treat itself like mm-hmm. a. Uh, all right, this uh, like uh, this this action thing feels like it's going to treat itself like a series of vignettes that are supposed to be a little mm-hmm. interesting, maybe a little serious sometimes, but kind of ultimately just amusing. Right, and and I would it, well, never have described an episode of BTAS as like I just did that. I, there's no way. It, like animated series took itself seriously in the sense that it wanted to be a show and it achieved that. Mm-hmm. But again, they've done that. And they've done that. They've done Brave and the Bold. Yeah. They've done Beware the Batman. They've done the Batman. They've done all these different takes on these right. characters. That's what it is. That's what keeps the character fresh and interesting and all these characters fresh and interesting. And this is just seems like uh, a huge family friendly orgy of DC comics. 
because this is like everything you could. This feels what like everything you, you could like. See like some two hundred characters. Like, yeah, like it's guys. This is Brave and the Bold. This is like you could sit down and watch this with your kids, your little kids. Absolutely, still enjoy the hell out of it. And you know, hey, we we have all this stuff. We have all these adult oriented, uh, gritty DC comics things to watch. Quit whining that one show is not that is not that gritty. Everyone's bitching that the movies aren't you know aren't they're not bright and enough. hopeful and funny enough. And then like everybody's mad because this is too lighthearted. Oh, give me a break, guys! Suck it up. This is gonna be amazing, and I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it. And if they put it out on Blu-ray, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I can I mean, already tell. Like, I already know. As a group, we're all moving together, and there's always going to be outliers. So as a group, there there are a lot of us that feel generally about things. Like, right. yeah, we love this aspect of this. We hate this aspect of this. Um, then mm-hmm. There are going to be the people that are they're just outliers where it's never gritty enough, and there are going to be the other people that think it's never lighthearted enough. Mm-hmm. Depending on who you are, if and, it's you if know. it's never lighthearted enough, I think you got your show, buddy. And bless their soul, there's always always those people who just don't understand why Batman and Superman would fight because they just they want the super friends, and I just don't understand you. <laughs> but <laughs> I I mean super I, friends was I fun. Agree. I, I mean. But, like we're the kind of people who read Dark Knight Returns, and it was a you know fucking revelation in your life. Yeah, I love the idea of Batman fighting Superman. I also love the fact that Batman and Superman are like best friends, right? Like there, there are ways to in, explore both in, aspects of yeah. that relationship that are fantastic. Hell, like, the Injustice in, uh, comics even did a good job with it. Oh yeah, and uh, Public Enemies. Uh, yes, uh, Jeff Loeb and McGinnis, and even in the movie, like when that Batman Superman robot the Toy Man makes blows up. Superman goes, you just killed my best friend. And like, I just tears like, right. oh my God, it, they did. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say in that, that we always joke about? What the hell's a good villain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Superman goes, uh, whatever happened to Magpie? And he's like, she died. And Clark says, oh, why can't any of the good villains die? <laughs> Batman goes, Clark, what the hell is a good villain? <laughs> As he's like nursing a, a Clark back to a th- th- through the sewers. Well, both of them, but they're both injured as shit. And they're both like leaning on each other to hobble back to like right. this little bat cave entrance where Alfred's going to be waiting with a shotgun. <laughs> because of course. <laughs> Ralph bless him. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Justice League action. Uh, they've they've said it's gonna be it's gonna start coming out November twenty sixth in the UK. Um, they haven't said where it's coming out or when when it's coming out in the US no, yet or Australia. No. We don't know no. yet for USA or Australia. So I don't know. But uh, January twenty eighth for the Netherlands and Northern Belgium. How screwed up is it that they, all these people get it? In USA and Australia are like we don't know about you guys. Like you guys kind of suck. So we're just not gonna give you Justice League action. For right. A while. We've been tracking where all those angry faces on Facebook are coming from. It's all the U.S. and it's Australia. All, like, all of you guys are pissed off. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no idea. I'm, I'm not up on but yeah, the, the international these are, strategies enough to... Yeah. These save. episodes are 25 minutes long, and they're made up of two 11-minute animated shorts. Who knows? They might actually do a thing like Batman Beyond Return... I'm oh, sorry. Batman Beyond Return... Wait, what? Batman Beyond <laughs> the Brave and the Bold was... That would be a cool, that would be a really cool idea. Like, I kind of want to see that now, damn it. 
I want to see Brave and the Bold set in the future with Terry McGinnis. Yes. A, a different version. Or Batman Beyond anyway. Returns. Just give me more Terry McGinnis. Which right. I, I think was like Future's End if when they did it in the comics. And But not Batman Beyond Returns with a future penguin and a pack of penguins. Right. I don't want Being to see raised that. By penguins. Um or or Batman Returns Beyond where <laughs> we get Terry McGinnis as though he is born out of the Keaton films. Yeah. Or Batman Returns Beyond, which is Batman grows old and takes on Dead Man as a protege. There you go. That's the spirit. All right. Literally the spirit. Doom Patrol Returns. Not the Will Eisner spirit. Where Let's are we stop. going with that? All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> You're right. Stopping's the call. Um, <clears throat> so, That's why you host but, things, like I, like I was saying, though. They might be like uh, Brave and the Bold, and you know, the Brave and the Bold started out doing pretty much little vignettes, like at the beginning of the shows, and then like a kind of a foolish episode, and then like wound up putting in like full like storylines in those little like teasers. Star-o. They might actually do that, like yeah, like you know, first thing is like a, an ongoing story, and then like the second little eleven minute clip is just like you know backup issue, backup story, yeah, whatever. Anyway. I don't. Know. I really loved how Raven Bolt um, did that though. They it, it they've like seeded in the Starro story by giving you these little glimpses, and mm-hmm. um, it it like you you'd see it and think, what the fuck is that? And then and then it was just this entertaining little episode, and you didn't care. And mm-hmm. it all made sense by itself, so who the hell cares? And then uh, yeah, it it all paid off in this badass badass story. Wasn't it like a two part episode where like people actually died and shit? Yes, <laughs> like real shit happened. Right. It was good. It was just actually good. That that show's worth it, people. We we've gone over that before. Mm-hmm. That show's worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, and it's a spoiler. I'm I don't I'm sorry. I don't care. I never in my life ever, if you had ever told me, dude, you were gonna shed a tear over Buana Beast, and then you did. I I would have never thought that that was possible, and yet here we are. No drugs were involved in that. Nope. I mean... <laughs> Oh, same thing. If I told you, like, man, you're gonna you're gonna see a thing about Doom Patrol one day, one day, and you're gonna actually cry mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it happened. Well, seriously, man, I'm sitting there. Me and Jason, we were living together at the time. I had an apple crisp from Arby's, and a diet coke. I was shedding a tear for Buana Beast. Yep. Brave and the bold, guys. I'm just saying, just go and watch that show. Don't be angry because of Smiley Batman, because it he will make you teary. He, Batman he will fan. eventually. Anyway, was it Dark of the Night? Um, the episode with his uh, his parents oh, and uh, Spectre and Phantom Stranger um, show up. Chill of Night. Chill, chill the of Night. night maybe? Oh, perfect. Yeah, Chill of the Night. That was it. Ugh, that one's that one's rough. Guys, guys, Paul Dini written. We're talking about Mark Hamill doing the Spectre, Kevin Conroy doing the Phantom Stranger, having a bet over whether or not Batman's gonna kill the dude that killed his parents when he finds out who it is. Right. Ooh, I mean, you don't don't you dare tell me that this is the this is just kid fodder yeah. like uh uh oh yeah same episode thomas wayne adam west <laughs> martha wayne julie newmar don't even tell me that shit just right. just do it anyway um that is all that's all the news i have actually so we picked a good time to bat wiener it up <laughs> we did we did um so i got nothing here's what i know about uh television this week that's <laughs> currently airing we've got six mm-hmm. uh, all six of the shows we kept um, mm-hmm. next week, I think Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow are taking the week off. Mm. And then week after, um, Lucifer and Gotham, uh, Gotham are just kind of like plowing through right now. Uh, yeah. They're, they're just, I think they're going to do it like 11 episodes before the break. Yeah. They're, they're just, they're just going strong. 
Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we, we, there's they are from Aspect four Neo. shows a uh, week following this one, and after that, it's it's all six, baby. And you got Invasion Part One, Two, Three, and Four coming up. Mm. There you have it, guys. I'm going to need him to repeat all of that to me in private, um, so I can have a piece of paper at hand. <laughs> so and I'm not going to remember that. that. Down. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to remember that, my damn self. But my uh, DVR remembers things for me. Ooh, DVR yeah. brain. Yeah, thing had to uh, had to finally make that sacrifice. Did you you got a new DVR? Oh yeah, no, this is the third one Ugh. on the list of things that failed me last uh, twelve days now, I guess, and counting. It's uh, the third one. Mm. It's DVR three times, um, remote to the DVR twice, uh, monitor slash television I use once, and we're still counting with that little bastard. Um, what else? Computer completely died. Uh, backup laptop not adequate. Um, tried to record the show on the the wife's uh, MacBook Pro. She has the one out of I think four versions that won't do audio in. My backup little tablet I had the highest hopes for, but oh, he's a little bastard. Uh, car battery died. I don't even know where to stop with this list. Wow, wow, man. There's there's stuff I'm like forgetting. It's just it's uh, yeah. Did you mention your phone being wonky? Oh, the phone being wonky. Apparently, the phone at this point has decided anywhere between seven and twenty five percent is the bottom of its battery. Um. Oh, and yes, my favorite part: the soundboard that I use to actually record this goddamn show. Mm. Just completely bailing on me. Uh, uh, can can we refrain from from saying things about goddamning our show? In this absolute instance, no. But in the future, sure. Because, and here's the backstory to why we had some uh, really <laughs> short episodes a couple weeks ago. We recorded the normal length of show. I mean, when, when like, we do these all at once, we do them on you know Saturday afternoon. Um, mm. it's, the, it's like the first time in the week we can both get together and, and get all the shows done. And we recorded a normal length episode, which for us is anywhere between about... We split them up in post, so we talk about them all at once, and just it's like an hour and a half to two and a half hours worth of, of audio. Well, it recorded everything, and then it died. So Dave and I just had to like find some time on Sunday, and I cobbled together the, the list of devices I possibly could, and... Um, just tried to make it work. I, I mean, it, that that's why, like, we had inadequate equipment, and on my side, I, I couldn't trust, like, I literally had just a few hours, because between, like, I work over the weekends, too, so I had a few hours to pull together whatever equipment I could, I, I could and um, we couldn't trust that equipment more than a few minutes, so that's why you had shortened episodes a couple weeks ago, because there was a, mm-hmm. there was a certain amount of minutes that we were, like, happy to trust that this thing would record it and then we had to to stop restart start everything again like let the damn thing cool down mm-hmm. even and then come back it was and you have you have shortened episodes this week because nothing freaking happened on the show yeah, this that's, week. that's not our fault <laughs> but even then i'm still like i've got equipment coming in it's it's ridiculous and i still feel like i'm mm. getting what the hell broke there's probably something it's just everywhere i turn something broke on me it's been rough man mm. it's been rough yeah. so anyway I think I'm going to call this show. Yes, before it breaks on us. <laughs> Stop saying stuff like that, man. <laughs> I really did. This is my yeah, fault. I... This is my fault. I promise. Um, Before we started recording last Saturday, before we started doing the actual TV episodes, I, I was joking with Dave um, that all this stuff had broken already. Like, I had the battery and a couple of, like, just a, like, I had the, just a little bit of a hint of what was coming, I guess. And then, um... It was basically the battery in the the computer, and I'm talking like 15 years worth of data on my computer had had broken on me, and I kind of I was 
you know, just I was downtrodden. And I was joking and, and, and said, well, I mean, if it could break, it's already broken. So what the hell do I care? Oh, my God. Do not fuck with Murky, Murphy and his law, man. Just don't, don't, don't do that. Or Murky and his law. Murky's probably fine, too. That's probably, um. Yeah, Murky's probably, an asshole. Probably a good don't. law. <laughs> I don't know what his would be. Like, if you go skinny dipping and too murky of water, you can't, it's not worth it. Right. That's probably Murky's law. And, of course, his sallow cousin, Lurky. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to deal with him. This... If Lurky's near Murky, not worth it for anybody, really, just frankly. Right. It's just, just it's dangerous is what yeah. it is. They could all get a bit quirky. Quirky, who sits quietly aside, not paying attention to anything, and not being mm-hmm. affected by either Lurky, Murky's, wait, Lurky, mm-hmm. and Murphy's law. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about it, my muscles get a little jerky. Mm, jerky, who's affected by all of these things, but only in a biosynthetic feedback sort of way. We are God, DC this has run off the rails. Hit it up, man. <laughs> anyway, we I had a really screen. bad week with electronics. I'm still kind of pissed. <laughs> I checked. It was not Mercury in retrograde. Guys, thank you so much for listening to whatever the hell this was. I think there was television. We are DC on screen. Yeah. You can catch up on every episode of DC on screen at dconscreen.com. You can find every episode there. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher and Google Play. Uh, We are proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, giantsizeteamup.com. Be sure to go over to iTunes. Give us those five-star written reviews to be entered into that contest. So you can maybe, you have like a one in ten chance of winning free trade paperback or a uh, DVD or a Blu-ray. So go do it. Say nice things about us. Make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, or don't, you, I you guess. Could you theoretically mean. leave us five stars <laughs> and and hate on us, and it still technically qualifies. I'll still read it, because I'm a whore. I mean, we, we've we assigned the, this mission, and it, if it comes back and it's it's terrible and it's five stars, we we got to do what we do. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, until next time. Which is going to be a Gotham review, probably. Um, no, no. Unless you don't listen a, to those. Suicide Squad interlude. Oh, yeah. We do. We have the uh, Suicide Squad extended cut that we're recording on Wednesday night. So, gosh, yeah, guys. You guys are going to have a little extra of us. You guys you already get so much and you know, keep getting those dead rats in the mail because of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I found a used condom <laughs> the other day. Don't have to do with it. <laughs> It was full of blood. It was so weird. Also, what do I name this spelled pig? out? Spelled out DC on screen. It was weird. Yeah. Um, anyway. I promise not none of that's true. It's Jared Leto's fault. All of that. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Will Smith was great. <laughs> uh, until next time, guys. Keep some DC on your screen. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.